1: So about Michael Jordan, how you gonna hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in.
2: Hello, welcome to the basketball addicts podcast this is part 2 yes sir the break is gonna be broken da- bracket is going to be broken bracket is going to be broken down on this one this is going to be the end yep. this is going to be all all these matchups we got 32 phenomenal teams left chris it's going to be so much fun we we'll take a one matchup at a time we we'll gonna break everything down for you guys this is going to be you know it's something you can participate by yourselves and, uh yeah, so <laughs> I think that's going to be a little interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> we got the, uh, sorry, all right, Chris, can you take, the, uh, can you take, take the first matchup? It's the
1: Warriors versus, it's the one, Nancy. In- <laughs> <see. laughs> you got a little <laughs> flustered there, turn a little red. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> what's the, what's the oh. first matchup? <laughs> you not seeing? Warriors,
0: 2017-2018 Warriors and the 2019-2020 LA Clippers.
1: Yeah, Chris, could you the take 2000- me off, please? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so listen. <clears throat> Here's who I have and why. I'm going to do a, I'm a Stephen A. Here's why you're wrong and why. I'm kidding. Um, mm-hmm. So I have the Warriors. Um, just simply because the same reasons I said before in the past podcast and because of what we know about this team. This team has too much offensively. They have KD, Clay, Steph. They have Draymond, and they have a ton of role players, for one. They're mm-hmm. coached by Steve Kerr, and then they have this defensive identity that was just unparalleled at the time. They were blowing teams out that we thought were great. You know, this is just facts. The fact of the matter you no know, team can stand up to them, and the Clippers don't have enough. They don't because it went from the super team to the dynamic duo team and now back to the super team. So this was like a dynamic duo between Kawhi and Paul George. Mm-hmm. I do think that they have a chance. They're not going to get swept, but mm-hmm. it's, it's too much at the Warriors. The Warriors don't have enough. I mean, not the Warriors don't have enough. The Clippers don't have enough. So, I said the Warriors, let's say, I'll give Kawhi the minute of the doubt. He likes to lose a couple games. Warriors in seven.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I've composed myself. I couldn't agree with you more. The uh, Warriors are going to destroy them. Uh, too much talent. Uh, the Clippers play in a modern style of basketball. No modern style basketball team is going to have a, a great chance at him unless you have, like, a big three. That's amazing. So... Yeah, this is this is a sweep, uh, in my opinion. Couldn't agree with you more. You ready to move it to the next okay. matchup? All right, yeah, so let's we look at have the 2013-2014 nice 2000, San Antonio Spurs with the 2011-2012 Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, this is the 67-win team. The the Spurs—no, no, I'm wrong. It's the team that beat uh, LeBron James and Ray Allen, uh, D-Wade, Chris Bosch. Uh, NBA Finals, NBA Championships, uh, Tim Duncan, Great Ball Movement, versus James Harden, KD, Russell Westbrook, 2011-2012, Oklahoma City Thunder. Chris, who do you have winning?
1: I have the Spurs. <sighs> I have
2: not I'm really thinking about it because, first things first, the Spurs do have great ball movement. Uh, I'm worried about the fact that the Thunder have size. Kendrick Perkins, Serge Ibaka is going to guard Tim Duncan. That scares me yeah. a little bit. The more I think about it, um, Kawhi's younger. Kevin Durant's probably going to be the best player in the series. Russell Westbrook's probably going to be top three. James Harden's scoring punch. With defense, with and Kendrick Perkins, and yep, I'm going with the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're gonna we'll disagree. Yeah, wow. Oklahoma City
1: Thunder. The Miami Heat. Big Three beat their two plus bench scoring James Harden, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Spurs had to beat OKC to advance. I mean, OKC was like in the playoff picture for a long period of time during that time period, when, even after they lost James Harden, but I still would give the edge to the Spurs. It's because of the simple fact that I don't... We know what they become later on, right? But at this point mm-hmm. in time, they're not there yet. They are showing flashes, for sure. They, they they were a young team. They went against the Miami Heat. And they lost, but they were showing flashes. They That series could have went either way. Um... I just think that they're just too inexperienced right now. They don't know how to. They didn't know how to kick into the next gear. And the Spurs are seasoned. They know they mm-hmm. have these young players. Kawhi is going to take a leap here in this series, mm-hmm. like he did in the in the Miami Heat series. We're going to see a mm-hmm. different level. It's the Spurs.
2: Um, my only rebuttal to that is. James Harden did get traded the year after this year, so it wasn't like when the Spurs beat them two years from then and go to the NBA Finals to beat the Heat, they go through this team. Um, I just think they match up really poorly with them. Uh, when I break it down, even though you're right, yeah, they did beat the Miami Heat, but I, I think that when you break out down the matchups, I, I think that the Thunder are a really tough matchup for them. So I think the Thunder would beat them. So yeah, Gus, what do you think? You're breaking the tie here. It's close. It's so close. It'd be seven it, games no I, matter what. I mean,
0: <clears throat> this is the hardest one by far. It was one where I was really like, not didn't have my mind made up and then let y'all either agree or disagree. Um, it was something that I was listening to what y'all were saying, taking it into account and also thinking about, you know, <clears throat> other things. Mainly per- my personal bias <laughs> towards one team <laughs> rather than the other team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just so that, that OKC team is the Harden-Durant-Westbrook team. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I and then the 2013 2014 Spurs are the Spurs that beat the Heat in the finals. Correct?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I I'm going Spurs. All right. That's a because fair I think that. that when you get down to it, there was obviously an issue at the end of the day with that team getting it done. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those are great players. Mm-hmm. They're all stars. Like Chris had mentioned earlier, they're MVPs on their own separate respective teams. Okay. But together, I just don't think that that, that is a matchup m- built for beating teams like the Spurs that went on to win a championship. So that's why I'm i can see Spurs. that.
1: And, and another thing is just that think about this that heat team doesn't change much from the you know just they add Ray Allen you know what i mean when the spurs beat up
2: mm-hmm. so
1: this was the, this basically is the same team that OKC couldn't overcome but mm-hmm. the spurs did think about that for a second so if they match up and can beat the heat then they can beat the Oklahoma City Thunder That's presently mm-hmm. constructed during that time period
2: mm-hmm. that makes sense Alrighty, righty, so that's what we have moving on. So we're going to go to the next matchup here. We got the 2005-2006 Miami Heat, Shaq and weight versus 2018-2019 Portland Trailblazers, the 14 seed.
1: Shaq is the difference maker, but I still would take Portland.
2: Whoa, did you really just... I'm going Heat.
1: Well, you know what time it is then. <laughs> Um, Even though they have interior
2: presence with Nurchik and Miles Leonard, he's so big. He's still dominant, right? His size is going to cause so much of a problem that's going to slow down the pace of play, right? So it's going to take away from the up-and-down style of the Trailblazers, the getting up all the threes type of thing that the modern NBA loves. And then on top of that, you have to deal with, D-Wade. Now, D-Wade at peak is top three, top four, greatest shooting guard of all time. It was ridiculous. He was world-changing. He might have been the greatest player in the NBA at that moment when he went on this NBA Finals run. Yeah. He was ridiculous. Carrying teams, 30-point-per-game performances, good passer. They had spacing with Antoine Walker. I mean, this team has great defensive presence, too. I think that this team's interior, interior attack plus the pace of play that they can enforce on the Portland Trailblazers, in my opinion, is going to lead to the Miami Heat winning this one, in my opinion.
1: Mm. Well, I'll say that, you know, I understand Dwayne Wade, Shaq, I get it. I said the difference maker is Shaq. Not because I don't believe in Dwayne Wade, it's because the fact of the matter is that Shaq can go crazy, drop Mm you know what I mean. That's just twos. Dame will go crazy and hit threes, and once he gets hot, this is like a like top tier Dame Lillard, and he just keeps Mm -hmm. growing. And then you have CJ McCollum as well. I think that their offensive style in the modern NBA will be too much for that style of play. Because I mean, I get how dominant Shaq is. I really do. Like, I'm not really trying to like downplay that at all. Like, I understand that it's going to be a problem. But they're not looking to go inside. They're not looking for that. Mm -hmm. They're playing around the perimeter.
2: That's true. Gus?
1: But they did win a championship. So, But I just think that modernly, they're playing around the perimeter.
0: I'll just... I'll just say this. My first inclination... When I look at the teams, my first inclination is Portland, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Miami purely because Dwayne Wade and Shaq. It's really and honestly building off what Chris said. It, it's Shaq. It's mm-hmm. Shaq. I just don't know if the physicality of the game that Shaq brings on top of prime D Wade. Mm -hmm. That's a really good Portland team. That's a really good Damian Lillard. I just don't know if they match the intensity that that Heat team brings.
1: Yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. not. I mean, that's a a weird one. But I I could see why. I could see why you would do that, why you would say that. Because, I mean... Good matchup. That's a championship caliber team. It is a good matchup. I mm-hmm. still would rock with Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers only because just like I said, they're playing around. They're not looking to go inside. They're a perimeter. They're a perimeter mm-hmm. team. You know what I mean? And Dame Lillard is who's going as soon as Dame Lillard pulls up half court, he's a threat. They don't. I mean, you know what I mean? So nobody's mm-hmm. checking him at I'm half sure. court. <laughs> nobody's nobody's Who, checking him at half. Who's court. getting,
0: getting the, the? I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead.
1: Oh, you said who's getting the rebounds? That's
0: the <laughs> who's going to get the re- who's going to get the rebound and get checked on that team. Yeah, that's problem. Who's man. matching up that's against problem. him? That's the she biggest. That's my
2: average.
0: Like when you throw a the a giant, a literal mm-hmm. giant yeah. that is built like a bus. He's not just bus. like a big giant lanky guy. He's a giant that's built like a bus. In there, there's no rebounds happening and you can't mm. shoot threes if you're not getting the ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's no second chance points with them with him down there. Mm. Mm. He he's literally average like physical. 25
2: and 15.
1: He's way too physical. Yeah. But we could get him fouled out.
2: That's true. You can hack a shack. That's smart. That's a good move.
1: You can hack you can hack a sh- you can hack a shack and get him fouled out.
2: <clears throat> All right, you ready to kick it to the next one? All right, so we are going to move on here to the seventh seed. 2015-2016 San Antonio Spurs, a 67-win team led by Kawhi Leonard versus the 2007-2008 Big 3 Boston Celtics NBA champions. Chris, who do you have winning and why? Hmm. Dang. I
1: mean, jeez, Big 3 versus... Actually, it's like a big four because Ray John is there. Mm-hmm. And then you have a Kawhi Leonard Led Spurs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Rondo was insane. But they have Tim Duncan, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Kawhi,
2: Tony Parker. Mono. Tony
1: Parker's on my team. Older, Manu, Manu was still putting out decent points. Okay, we may argue about this, but it's not the Spurs. I would say it would be the Big Three Celtics.
2: I agree with you. I was I was at first gonna think Spurs, but I I, I think I was thinking of a different version of Tony Parker, and then you look at the stats; he's averaging like eleven points per game, and I was like. It's not the yeah. version of Tony Parker that I thought he was. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think there's just too much talent on this Boston Celtics team. And they match up yeah. with the way the Spurs play, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. That bracket is finished. The Sweet 16 is ready. All right. We're going to move on to the next bracket, down low. We have Shaq and Kobe, one seed, versus Steve Nash, Phoenix, Suns.
1: Wow. 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 What year Shaq and Kobe?
2: 2001-2002. Even though they won more seasons in 1999, more games, Kobe, in my opinion, is so much more peaked at this point in time that I think this combo is even stronger. Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that this is a dominant Shaq and Kobe team here. I think that they are too much for them to handle. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. This is an interesting matchup, Chris. Yeah. Are you ready for this? 2,000. Basically, the current team that went to play against the Milwaukee Bucks. Right? Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Against the last year's NBA champions. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. First round matchup this year. Chris, who do you think wins?
1: LeBron James and Anthony Davis.
2: Oh, I second that opinion in five seconds.
1: Let's keep the new here.
2: Give me a hard one. Oh, it's going to get hard here. 1985-1986. Houston Rockets versus the 2015-2016 Golden State Warriors.
1: What year, Houston Rockets? 1985-1986.
2: 1985 1986. This is the Hakeem Olajuwon and Ralph Samson team. Hakeem Olajuwon and Ralph Samson. Oh,
1: yeah. It versus the 2017
2: 2018 Warriors? No, the 73 and 9 Warriors with Steph and no KD.
1: Hmm. I'm. Okay. Now, this is a team where I believe our last argument comes into play, and I'm going to tell you why. How I describe the Portland Trailblazers playing along the perimeter, and, you know, on that level, this team does it at such a high level, the Warriors do, that it might just overcome the size that the Houston Rockets have. I think that the Houston Rockets have too much size for the Warriors, but the way that the game is going to be played, who's guarding Clay? Who's guarding Steph? I mean, yeah, you take Draymond out to play, but he's pulling the centers away because he's going to bring the ball up. He's pulling the centers out. Whoever Whoever is guarding him is coming out. They're coming away from the basket. I would go with the Warriors. Are we arguing? Oh, Oh, it's going down. (laughs) We're arguing.
2: (laughs) There is no worst matchup that the Warriors could find in this bracket without facing a super team than this team. All right, Ralph Sampson. A lot of people sleep on the name, right? Nobody a lot of people is. sleep on. I know you know. Yes, you're a basketball addict just like me. But Ralph Sampson was seven foot four, number one pick overall from Virginia, and he was ridiculous. Smooth post moves, right? Came in over, averaging over twenty points per game. This guy would have been a top ten center of all time, right? This yep. is pre injuries, right? And then two years, no, two or three years after Hakeem Olajuwon gets drafted. So that pairing, seven foot, seven foot four. Facing <laughs> the Warriors, who play through small ball. Draymond Green's guarding who? Nobody. Nobody. Come on, looney 6 9 Bro, even if they put Zaza out there, he can't even guard Akeem. He's not taller than Akeem, dear God. What Akeem... The bad things he would do to him in the post. And we're not even talking about who's guarding Ralph Sampson in i I'm like, oh, you can't guard the power forward who's guarding the center. Oh, this is a terrible matchup. You're going to run out, and Bearers out from the bench? I think he might have been at the end of the bench. Boy, he's not guarding Ralph Sampson. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, we're Bearers out fans. This is it. I know you're right. This team has a great amount of perimeter shooting. Right? but the pace of play of post play slows down everything yeah everything right because it's all about hey our point guards aren't very skilled but everybody knows how to get the ball in the post and you have craig elo and shooters but even if it's not like a ungodly amount of spacing they don't need much space cuz they can shoot over everybody yeah that's the one two combination here. That's scary. So, and they completely take out the interior. Nobody's getting to the basket finishing, right? Steph Curry doing all that fancy stuff, bro. He's staying at the three point line. I, he's not finishing around the rim with Ralph Simpson and Keem went down there.
1: But he, that's, that's my, he, my take. Okay. But okay, but I get it. But we were playing. We had Draymond because they were playing small from one. Draymond was bringing the ball up, so that yeah. like frees up until they passes to the shooters. So now, if he's bringing the ball up, now he's pulling the center and the big men away from the basket.
2: Do you have at to least one Draymond? of
1: them? Everybody
2: lets Draymond shoot.
1: But he's pulling. Them. I know he's they let him shoot, but they're but he's still he's pulling still pulling the center away from the basket because he's a threat. I mean, Gus, in that series, then he make. A, I mean, in the final series, the last game of the, game seven, he made like three or four threes. He
2: lost his mind. Yeah, he lost his mind. That was that was an aberration. That was. I was losing my mind as a Cavs fan watching him. Yeah, it's like God damn! It's game seven. And he's this guy can't <laughs> shoot threes, and he's hit seven today. Right. Yeah, Gus. This is conflicting styles. Chris has a great point. They have great perimeter scoring. No, but in my opinion, I think Houston's otherworldly. Big talent is going to take the win in a seven-game series,
1: and, and I'm not trying to like downplay Hakeem or Ralph. I'm not at all because I know what they po- what's possible there. I completely yes. understand that big man presence. Like I was just like this. A, that's a like otherworldly like post play there. But I'm still thinking that in the sense that threes are greater than twos. If Steph Curry gets hot and you give the ball to Clay, Clay is going to get like sixty. <laughs> Yeah. Curry's gonna get like forty, fifty. Like, I mean, if they, if you got to think about, it, these are like two of the best shooters against like two of like the greatest post scores ever.
2: Yeah, but I I would say post scoring is more consistent than shooting.
1: Yeah, but Clay gets high. and he's the, Clay is the most consistent shooter on that team. So you worry about Clay. Mm-hmm. If nobody can, who's guarding Clay? <laughs> Nobody's gonna stop Clay from getting off.
2: Yeah, n- nobody's going to be able to guard what the Warriors have at the guard position. Nobody's going to be able to guard what the Houston Rockets have at the center power forward position because you have two conflicting styles, two amazing teams that just destroy... Well, I mean, the we- the, the glaring weakness of the Warriors has always been size inside. Yeah. So it's, it's a terrible matchup. So let's see what you have to say, Gus.
0: <clears throat> so... I got I got a little bit of a little bit of beef to pick with both of y'all right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me ask y'all a question. <clears throat> mm-hmm. When okay, so going back, I think we're going back to two 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 th- or three matchups here. Okay. In 2015, 2016, the Spurs were they a bigger team than the Rockets, yes or no? Or not the Rockets, the, a bigger team than the Warriors, yes or no?
2: Yes, but that's completely different.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So the Warriors, who only won against those Spurs the same year, because the best player on the Spurs was intentionally injured. Yeah. Um. I mean, they're struggling... With Jason, you know, you guys have more knowledge on those teams and all the teams, one hundred percent. But what I'm saying is, if the Warriors only win that game, they're struggling with size that ge- in that series against oh, yeah. that team. True. <clears throat> and then, based off the information I've been given, they all and like I said, the Warriors only win that series because Kawhi. Is not playing. Only reason they win. I don't think if that Houston team is as big and as powerful of a presence in the post as Jason is describing. I even though you are talking about a set of t- one of the teams in arguably the greatest dynasty in basketball history. Yeah. Yes. If that was such a big problem for them, then I, I don't think they could could have beat that. I don't want to say they couldn't have beat them, but I don't think it would be likely that they would beat that Rockets team. Yeah. Based purely on the information that I have recently received about the size and the post presence of that team. And yeah. That, should, it's, that it's, might just come down to, to ignorance, but, you know, what do y'all have know, to say I, about that?
2: I, I think it could have went with both ways. Um Yeah. It it is a special, special pairing. Uh, but yeah, you know what what the well, Warriors have done is special too. Yo, Chris, what do you have to say?
1: Yeah, I just yeah, it's, it could go either way because it's like otherworldly per- post scoring versus otherworldly three point shooting. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, like if Clay and Curry can get hot, then it's over. And then back in that series, like we they almost lost that game like i really was okay so yeah i'm not the biggest warriors fan of course i'm rooting for the spurs i'm like yeah we got this and then he gets injured yeah you know what i mean so like sad i do get what you're saying gus but like that's on a different level because like okay you have tim duncan and lamarcus aldridge if that was the case I mean, like, yeah, Tim Knuck is like not as full powers, and Lamarcus Aldridge is not as great as Hakeem and or Ralph Sampson, but then they still no. should have been able to beat that. They still should have been able to beat that Warriors team if it was just size, but they overcame that team. Period. No.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I, w- I, will I'm not gonna lie, bro. I was a little salty about that, that Boston, that Boston pick. Not gonna <laughs> lie, I- there was a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. It just came. Just Chris, I'm sorry. Your head came on the chopping block first. It was just I, 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 I was salty about that pick. I, I love K, KG. I love yeah. Rondo. I just, I don't know. I was a little salty, bro. That's all. That's all.
1: That's fine.
0: Yeah, I'll, take it. I'll accept it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Moving on. Right. Moving on.
1: So all right. What do you got, Chris? Rockets won that one, right?
2: Yes.
0: Okay. Damn it. All
2: right. Upset. Upset very. Okay, and just just Uh, for
0: those that are listening and keeping score, y'all are currently tied right now. When it comes to tiebreakers. (laughs) Y'all are currently tied. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Because Uh, of because of the last two that Jason got, y'all are tied. And uh, I forgot which which uh, the last tiebreaker was, but that one was really close. That one could have gone either way because so it's any it's any person's game at this point. Let's go! Yeah,
1: I'm down for it. Let's
2: all finish. right, all right, Chrisy, ready for another really interesting matchup? Another Houston Rockets team. We have what? the 2017-2018 Houston Rockets, James Harden CP3, three point mm-hmm. deadly versus. The 1984-1985 Los Angeles Lakers. Run a gun, Magic, Kareem, Worthy, Michael Cooper, the whole squad, Bob McAdoo,
1: old older, older
2: Bob McAdoo. What are you thinking?
1: This is another good one. Um my first thought really went to the Lakers. Honestly, my first thought was really like, okay, you have magic, Kareem, you got James Worthy. Okay, I get it. But then I thought, okay, you have CP3, you have James Harton. This is, like, a great pairing because they're just <sighs> shooting a lot of they They're shooting a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. A lot, Eric, a lot of threes. Olden,
2: Austin Rivers, Trevor Ariza, a whole band of three-point shooters.
1: And there's not that much three-point shooting on the Lakers, but you have Kareem, though. Kareem is the difference maker here. Mm-hmm. But... To be honest, I would go with the Rockets with this one. Man, I, I'm so
2: close that it's I'm gonna have to literally talk it up to myself okay. and to the fans. One is gonna dominate. Yeah. Him versus Clint Capella, even though he's older, seven foot two versus Clint Capella, six foot ten, smaller guy. Yeah. He's gonna average like 25 a game. 25 and 15. Magic 6'9 being able to attack the rim too is a problem for the Rockets. Because he's gonna yeah. be able to draw everybody in, get to he they play play through the post, right? James Worthy's a post-up player. Even though he's six eight, he's still posting, right? Um you're completely right. Three point shooting wise, this is a destroying and that's the thing. the, the Lakers play, hey, we get up and down the floor. That's the way we play. It's Magic Johnson. It's special. It's passing. It's great athletes. That plays extremely well into the Rockets, right? They want to play fast. They want to get as much threes as possible. So this is like three versus post-play again. Oh, man. Even after explaining it, it's so close because Houston matches up so gosh darn well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna but, take the Lakers.
1: Okay. Okay. Um I agree. With I, you I've, saying, yeah. I
2: I feel I feel like that's my my case for them. Oh, you said agree with that? I thought you said the Rockets. Oh, you said you taking the Lakers? Yes.
1: Oh, what?
2: Yeah, I've switched. I've waffled. Alright, Gus. This is a t- really tough matchup 50 50. What do you think?
0: Alright, so I'm just gonna be straight up. People are gonna get mad because it's gonna make me seem inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I'll be the first one to admit, not not a lot of sound, uh, not a lot of sound logic, come is about to come your way. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's so close. It's okay. Be because of my, and this is purely because of my lack of knowledge of that team.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I am in having. The knowledge that I do have about the other team, it's going to have to be the Rockets.
1: Okay. Okay. And um, that's that's
0: so- purely just informationally based, knowing what that team was. You have James Arden. You have CP3. I mean, it's you great know. Team. It's a great team.
1: I'll, I'll give that yeah. to you. Um, I completely understand why. I'll take this dub, but I just wanted to go ahead and just go a little bit further. So with the Houston Rockets, I mean, like, that's the D'Antoni Rockets. This is when he was like, James Harden, listen, you are our guy. Shoot as much as you fucking want to. Drop 50 Mm -hmm. to 60 points however many times you want to. Then they Mm -hmm. thought, oh, wait, we have CP3. And he's going to run the pick and roll with Clint Capello. That kind of gets demolished by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We're going to give that all his props. You have a taller point guard at Magic Johnson. I'll give that as well. But this the style of play that they're playing, I mean, yeah, Kareem will slow the game down and they're also gonna run and mm-hmm. gun with magic and then James Worthy and things like that. But they're going to everybody on that team is launching the ball except for the center. And then you yes. have you'll think don't forget that you have Trevor Reza or or do you have Peter Tucker. you have him, you might even have to Tucker. A, you, have, you have PJ Tucker, yeah. Yeah, you're you're he was off the they're bench. shooting yeah, they're coming in and they're just firing mm-hmm. off top. Like, so it's going to be a high scoring game. There's not going to be much defense, but mm-hmm. they're going to throw, they're going to shoot as many threes as possible. And I think that might just win them a couple. That might just win them a series.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I think this is a very close matchup. The Houston Rockets from this team really matches so so well with the LA Lakers. It makes it really tough. But uh, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, we have the really interesting Brooklyn Nets matchup with the Dallas Mavericks. Current-day Brooklyn Nets versus the 2010 NBA Championship Dallas Dallas Mavericks. Chris, who do you think wins?
1: Well, the only right answer is long-haired Dirk. Just kidding. Um.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chris Chris was about to catch another dub. Chris was trying to catch another dub. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> well, the only, honestly, the only right answer is the Brooklyn Nets. They just have too much. Mm-hmm. It's just you yeah. can't really debate this one because, yeah, if you take you know Dirk, Dirk was in his prime. Long haired Dirk is just a different animal. Mm-hmm. That team is presently constructed, you know, with Jason Kidd, Jason Terry. It's just that they have its... Ooh, they. <sighs> They haven't seen a team of this caliber. Like literally mm-hmm. 1 through 12. is just on, like one, they have 1 through 12 locked up. Period. Mhm. I would nice. take the Nets.
2: Yeah. I completely agree. I'm taking the Nets here. Uh maybe in 5, let's say Jerk has a crazy game and then uh Yeah, so are you ready to kick it to the next series? Yeah. All right, so we have the 5 seed Twin Towers, Tim Duncan, David Robinson team versus a team that caught a really big upset in the first round. Allen Iverson's Philadelphia 76ers 2000-2001 team. Chris, who do you have winning? Oh,
1: man. Allen Iverson almost beat Shaq and Kobe. So... Hmm. Versus powers. Um, he got swept. I think he got swept, but it was he has some great games though.
2: hmm Great step overs He knows how to step over another guy.
1: Yeah. I think that maybe just maybe. Give me Alan Iverson.
2: Wow, we're really gonna disagree here. Um, yeah, I completely disagree. I I think that Allen Iverson being the best player in a team is a terrible matchup against the Twin Towers because of so much size inside. It's gonna make it so much harder for Allen Iverson to be effective near the rim. Uh, Dikembe Mutombo may match up both versus David Robinson, but he can't guard both of them, right? Yeah. So. David Robinson's not in super peak mode, but it's still like around 20, 19 points per game. And then obviously Tim Duncan's ridiculous as a rookie. So four years in college at Wake Forest. So, yeah, in my opinion, I think it's way too much post play, way too much power, offensive power. The Philadelphia 76ers really didn't. It was just Allen Iverson carrying a bunch of scrubs, basically. It was basically Allen Iverson carrying the Oklahoma City Thunder without Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Like, like that's how bad that team was. So, in my opinion, I have to have to disagree with you here. I'm taking the Twin Towers of the San Antonio Spurs.
0: <clears throat> Gus, let's hear the tie- tiebreaker.
1: Wait, Gus, where you go?
0: Okay, I was gonna say. Oh, okay, Chris, I want you because this isn't. I already know what y'all thinking. You're thinking, oh, San Antonio, Gus is Gus is going Spurs. Hmm. Uh, this is really. This is. And I know, like, Jason's probably thinking that it shouldn't be this way, but this is the se- the second hardest one so far. Wow. For okay. me. So, oh, Chris, Chris make. Don't gonna... do something. Don't okay. do so, something, bro.
1: So, I wasn't going to. I was actually, now that I think about it, I was going to change my opinion. <laughs> okay. So are we? Are we debating Gus? <laughs> I mean, I think that
0: would be a little unfair. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say this.
1: Okay,
0: I think, and I, and I could be wrong about this. My first thought is, okay, Allen Iverson gets swept by the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But how much better is that Lakers team than that San Antonio team? Are they? Y'all need to make – I mean, y'all are both on the same page. I was leaning either way, so y'all got to – I mean, you have to – because it – I mean, regardless of what's happening, it's Allen Averson.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: That's
1: a good point because, like – that Lakers team has Shaq and Kobe. This one just has like, you know, what I mean, that's that Lakers team might have been what it would technically be better than that than the Spurs team. Yes. for sure. They just have a lot of post play. But you have Shaq. Shaq's the most dominant force in the NBA, period. It's just that um, two. Two. Yeah, but I mean, their two was two post scores. There mm-hmm. too is a perimeter score and a post score.
2: It's just not. There's no two. You know what I mean. It's literally just. just
1: yeah. That. It is two down low though. Uh, yeah. Damn. This this does get a little bit tough now. Now that you think about it that way, I mean, because Shaq and Shaq and Kobe are better.
2: Yeah, that's but true.
1: Allen Iverson is by himself though. I think that. I would still say the Twin Towers win, but I'm going to ever I might get a game.
2: Yeah, I could see that. For sure. <clears throat> All right, you ready to kick it to the next series? After the highly yeah. debated talk. All right, yeah. so we're going to go to one of Chris's favorite teams here and an upset in the first round. We have the last season's Denver Nuggets versus the 2008-2009 Los Angeles Lakers. This is Kobe, Pau Gasol, Andrew Bynum. Uh, Lamar Odom, Meta World Peace, D. Fish. Sorry, Chris.
1: Why do you do this to me? Because you know I'm gonna put <laughs> you to the nail over this team. You know I will. I don't want to, but I. <laughs> 2008-2009, Lakers. Kobe, Powell Gasol, Lamar Odom, Metal World Peace, Ron Artest, Bynum. I mean Andrew Bynum. Damn it! They got Joker, they got Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray was like different. Mm-hmm. Joker, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, and I'm ready to fight. Denver Nuggets. Wow!
2: No way! Wow! Yeah, I disagree. You can tell by my reaction. I think. I think yeah. it should be stated that he had to fight himself to make this pick. <laughs> so I think even he knows that the Lakers are
1: winning.
2: <laughs> <He's, laughs> I know that laugh. So, <laughs> uh, Kobe Bryant's the best player in the series. Honestly, easily. No, no question. Right. Yeah. And oh, then we have that. Uh, the whole Andrew Bynum guarding um, Nikola Jokic thing causes a problem. Because Paul missed up 6'8", Pau Gasol's seven foot, so literally Pau Gasol's going to get, like, whatever he wants. Um, their size is going to slow down the game. Lamar Odom's, like, 6'9". Metal Will Peace is a great defender. Um, Darry Fisher's not gonna destroy the world or anything like that. But their offensive scheme was built around the triangle ball movement, player movement. Kobe Bryant mid range. It's just it's too many pieces that fit well to beat the Nuggets, in my opinion. And Kobe Bryant's gonna be the best player in the series, so he's gonna be able to negate the offensive firepower that they usually the Nuggets get the advantage of Jamal Murray because he's not gonna have that advantage over Kobe Bryant. And his that's like might be the best season. Of Kobe Bryant's career, it's like 2007, 2006, 2008. Like it's this is this is peak. So I'm taking a championship team, a championship history. Phil Jackson's definitely going to destroy this coaching battle. By the way, I'm going to set that. Yeah. Up there. So yeah, that's my that's my take. Uh, Gus,
0: can you break the divide here, <sighs> Chris? Chris, do you have anything to say for yourself? Do you have anything to say for yourself?
1: That, I know you're going with the Lakers. I do, and
0: I. Agree. Why do you? Ha- why do you put me? Why do you put me in these positions, Chris? <laughs> you're doing this to yourself. <laughs> I am. I
1: literally am. But listen, 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 listen.
0: listen. I uh, wow. Let me hear what he's got to say. <laughs> I
1: understand that the Lakers win. Period. Okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. I am a Nuggets fan. And mm-hmm. I will continuously support the Nuggets. So when the Kings come up, no matter who they go against, I will say the Kings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a
1: debate. We don't have to go to this. <laughs> I know it's the Lakers because literally I fought myself on it. You, Jason, know that I fought myself with this. And I was like, do I go with my favorite or do I go who actually wins? And I was like, I'm going to go with the favorite. <laughs> Just so I can hear what Jason had to say because, you know, either way, we can't agree on everything. I'll give it to him. Just know that these are freebies for you,
0: the Kings and the, <laughs> you get the do, you, do I need to? Do I need to? Do I need to answer? Go for it. Yeah. Do, do I need to give an official answer? Yes. Yeah, we'll
2: take it. 2008,
0: 2009 Lakers, stacked-ass team. Phil Jackson and then Kobe. That's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next. <laughs> next matchup. All right, Love Chris. You. Mike Malone. <laughs> You
2: ready for the next matchup here? Your favorite ten seed of the world. The favorite ten seed of the <laughs> world. The Sacramento Kings versus Chris is hometown team 2015-2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. That's the ten <laughs> seed. That's who they're facing. LeBron James, Christopher Muhammad, you get to see him have to choose between a team that he will tell you over and over again that got robbed from an NBA championship and his own favorite team's NBA champion. I just want to watch this. This is this is free TV. I'm breaking out the popcorn for real. Alright, Chris. <laughs> Oh, that face, that face is a million dollar face for us. So conflicted.
0: <laughs> Chris, you know what's right in your heart. You know what's right in your heart, bro. You know what's right in your heart. I don't want to do this. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. You know what's right in your heart, bro. <laughs> <sighs>
1: All right, <laughs> forgive me, LeBron James.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, bro! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 2015 and
1: 2016, Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I second that motion. Oh. <laughs>
2: That was the greatest 20 seconds of this podcast <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just having to choose. <laughs> that was some Hunger Games type shit. <sighs>
1: I wanted to say the king wow. so bad. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh.
2: All right, sadly, we have to move on to the last bracket until we start the Sweet 16. <clears throat> The MJ's Bulls Dynasty team, MJ, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Luke Longley, Ron Harper, 72-win team versus Kawhi Leonard's Toronto Raptors championship team. Fred Fleet, Kyle Lowry, that whole squad. Chris, what do you think? Michael Jordan. Yeah, this is not a, not a close. This is not close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah He's moving on. <clears throat> he swe- slips into the sweet 16 with like the, e- he is not easy, yeah, yeah, isn't easy alright, now this is gonna be an interesting matchup Kareem and Oscar, 1970-1971 versus Chris Bosh, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, 2012-2013 Chris this is a tough one, who do
1: you have? Miami Heat
2: I'm going to have to second with you just because of talent, but if it wasn't for, like... If it was just LeBron James and D-Wade, it'd be tough. Because Kareem matches up so well with them. But, um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Miami Heat here.
1: Okay. All right. As long as I don't have to pick between my favorite teams anymore because they're both (laughs) out now, so... (laughs) The funny thing is I didn't even plan
2: that out. Oh, wow. Ooh, this is a good matchup. Yeah, Uh that's... Shaq and Penny 1995 1996 Orlando Magic versus 1971 1972 Los Angeles Lakers Jerry, Jerry West Gail Goodrich Will Chamberlain and
1: uh old Elgin Baylor. This is tough. Jerry West and Gail Goodrich. They're definitely shooting threes. Will Chamberlain makes all the difference. He's older, but yeah, still. Yeah. I'm going to give it to (sighs) Woe. I feel he nullifies Shaq. If you nullify Shaq, then what else do they have?
2: Penny and shooters.
1: (sighs) But if they're playing modern NBA, right? Modern NBA era, and they're an old team. They're playing through their big man. You nullify Shaq. You know what I mean? They can score, but... We're still feeding well. We're shooting threes with Gail Goodrich and Jerry West.
2: I agree, Lakers. I love yeah. this team of Shaq and Penny. I I really think that they're a phenomenal matchup. But this 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 is a special team. This is a team that could really disrupt some brackets. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is a great team. If people put two to two together and their ability to shoot threes is going to fit so well in this modern era, yeah. <clears throat> All right, so then we have Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Janice Johnson, Bill Walton, Tiny Ultra Bolton, this is the super team, uh, versus KD and Russell Westbrook in 2015-2016 with Serge Ibaka.
1: Who did the Boston Celtics beat to get here? I forgot.
2: They, bought, they beat the Lakers in the NBA Finals this season magic Kareem.
1: that's what no i'm talking about like Christopher- our bracket who do they beat
0: 2003 oh.
1: 2004 it's- indy oh that wasn't as strong as a team as this one um mm-hmm. she what were you about to say gus
0: oh no that's it i was just letting you know that it was 2003
1: 2004 indy okay um shit I'll go OKC and I'll argue with you.
2: Yeah, you're going to definitely have to argue with me because I'm going Boston. <clears throat>
1: going, I know all right, Chris, stacked, you go first. I understand Boston is stacked. I completely do. I understand all the talent they have. But, shit, hold on a second. This is MVP year KD, I believe. Maybe. Yeah, because Rustin went into after he left, so it's MVP mm-hmm. or KD. So he's taking a step this year forward. Um, Shit, they have Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, Ness Johnson, too. Right? Archibald. They got some firepower, and Larry Bird. I don't know. I think the difference maker here is Kevin Durant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then Russ is just. Super athletic, but the thing is, the only problem with this t- with this matchup <clears throat> is that who Russ Russ hasn't grown yet, so he's shooting. He's, he's still shooting them out of games. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Difference maker is Katie, like. That's literally the difference maker is KD. Yeah, I got to stick with it. I got to stick with it. <clears throat> okay.
2: Um. So my argument for it and against yours is even though I agree with KD, uh, this is the best season of Larry Bird too, right? This is like 28 and like eight and like eight. Like he was a phenomenal passer. Maybe not eight yeah. and eight, probably like five and eight. But he was a phenomenal passer, right? So he in my opinion, he kinda nullifies Katie. They knock each other out. And this is the problem. Even though Russell Westbrook might have star, more star power than Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish and the whole squad, it's my issue is Kevin McHale's 6'11", Robert Parrish is seven foot. They have Bill Walton as the rotational big. So he's six foot eleven too. So the whole Russell Westbrook, I'm going to dominate the paint thing doesn't work as much, in my opinion. And yes, you're right. He does shoot them out of games. Uh, not ideal spacing. I think they might have still had Andre Roberson on that team. No James Harden. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think the way the pace of the Boston Celtics, they're going to slow the pace down when you play like that, play the post like that. And you slow down the pace of play. It's gonna fit them more. They're gonna dominate the boards, which matters more in a slower pace game. Kevin McHale's a gifted post scorer. I just I don't think I think since they have the guard Robert Parrish, and then it's gonna be a small ball four on Kevin McHill with Larry Bird, with Dennis Johnson, with Tiny Archibald, with Danny Angels, who's a phenomenal three point shooter. I I just I think this is a bad matchup for Russell Westbrook and KD, so I'm sticking with the uh, super team. Uh, the Boston Celtics 1985. Gus, can you split it?
1: Yeah, you might not ah. have to hear anything else from me.
0: Um, okay, so... Oh, this is really difficult. Hon- I mean, it honestly... Me, it's, it's really difficult. Uh... <laughs> It's hard for me to, like, bet against Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. But also, like, you're having Kevin Durant, and then you have Larry Bird, like Jason said, on the other side. So yeah, he makes a good point. I mean, but Kevin Durant – but Kevin – the only thing is, though, Kevin Durant is a – he's a one-time in type of NBA player. He's a one-once-ever type of player
2: well
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, oh, the way the NBA is moving now currently I mean we'll probably see more Kevin Durant like players but at that time yeah.
0: we'll yes mm-hmm. um, but I will tell you that my biggest hang up is seeing how that 2015-2016 team handled other teams that were stacked up with more high-level players than them, i.e., the Warriors. Okay, so here, here's what here's what I will say. I I'm gonna go. I'm going just purely because of the the time period, because of Kevin Durant and because of Russell Westbrook. I'm gonna have to give it to Oklahoma City, but initially. I will say, Jason, like, initially when I'm thinking about it, my first inclination was Boston, but just factoring Mm -hmm. in the, like, I know I kind of made the argument against them in this, but also, like, kind of making the argument for them within this is the teams that they were playing are not going to match the teams the Celtics are playing In that time period, way more stacked teams, way more talent, way more athleticism. So that's why I'm going OKC.
1: Because definitely with the with the Oklahoma City Thunder, looking at those different teams, if you want to use that argument, the difficulty level goes up because teams have become more skilled, players have become more skilled, and they're more athletic. They're not just. I mean, that's just a different era of basketball. So it's kind of hard to make this matchup because it's very difficult but like I'm mm-hmm. saying, and like, that's a with, like Kevin Durant really makes all the difference. But then you look at that roster, that time period, he hasn't grown yet. So he's still shooting them up the games and he's, um, how do I say he's a, uh, he, they, I think he even shot them out of that warrior end of that Western conference finals game. They could have beat mm-hmm. the Warriors in. They were up. Yeah. Um, but I still think that Kevin Durant makes the difference though. Like, even though Russ hasn't grown yet, I don't think that really matters because Kevin Durant just makes a difference.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. He's a phenomenal player. World class. You know I think he's top five all time.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird because it feels like I'm like arguing against OKC, but I'm like mm-hmm. at the same time. But I have, to, I have to be you know as transparent as possible. It's, the problem is Russ, but mm. the answer to that problem is KD.
2: Yeah, that's true. All right, so the Sweet 16, we got the 2017-18 Golden State Warriors, 2013 San Antonio Spurs, 2005 Miami Heat, 2007 Boston Celtics, 2001 Lakers, 2019 Lakers, 1985 Houston Rockets, 2017-18 Houston Rockets, you got 2015-16 Oklahoma City Thunder, 1971 LA Lakers, 2012 Miami Heat, 1995 Chicago Bulls, 2015 Cleveland Cavaliers, 2008 Los Angeles Lakers, 1998-99 Spurs, and 2000, 2020 Brooklyn Nets. All right, this is an elite, elite group of teams here. We're going to splice it down to the lead eight, starting out with a really great match matchup at the top of the bracket. Chris, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, the 2017-18 Golden State Warriors v- face the 2013-2014 Spurs ball movement team that beat the LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade Miami Heat. Chris, who do you have winning? Warriors. Yeah, I completely agree. It's just too much offensive firepower, in my opinion. So yeah they they slip into the lead lead eight here. Yeah. All right. So we have an interesting matchup to see who's going to get to the lead eight again. The 2005 2006 Miami Heat, Shaq and D Wade versus KG, Rondo, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, 2007 2008 Boston Celtics. Chris, who do you have?
1: Man, that's a difficult one. hmm. Man, they're getting harder now. Um. Yes. fuck i want my first thought is boston celtics big three but then mm-hmm. literally shaq and every series that he's in makes all the difference mm-hmm. unless he's going against another dominant big man which should cut off shaq i feel that the offensive wise because of how their perimeter scoring they have better perimeter scoring but just that tandem between shaq and d wade they might be able to take it um Um. I don't want to argue this. Uh. Hmm. This is difficult. Shack and D Wade. Are we arguing?
2: I think we are. I think I'm taking the Boston Celtics. My pitch for the Boston Celtics here is um, I think Kendrick Perkins makes an impact here because he's a huge human being. He he was drafted. He's their center. So I know, Chris, he's not going to score on him on the other side.
1: And in fact, where?
2: He's going to be a bigger guy against Shaq. He's going to be a bigger human being against Shaq. I'm not saying he's going to stop Shaq. I'm just saying Shaq isn't playing against Montresor. here. That's all the point I'm trying to get at. The next point is where I'm going to connect with this is Kevin Garnett 6'11", 7 foot, right? So then you have two bigs inside that are, have a lot of size, so he's not going to, like, destroy them on the boards. Uh, Kevin Garnett's a good spacer. And who's guarding Kevin Garnett? Because Shaq can't guard both Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Garnett. So I think then you'd have to force, like, Antoine Walker, who's, like, 6'9", and, like, thin, and built, like, one of the Morris twins um, to guard yeah, Kevin Garnett. So, yeah, they also did have Big Baby, too. Yeah, so they have they have a lot of... So who's guarding Kevin Garnett is a problem. Um, so I think offensively, Shaq will still have more of an impact than Kevin Garnett, but I think that this is going to lead to a problem. I do agree D-Wade's ridiculous. Um, but I think KG and Kendrick Perkins are gonna lead to a lot of inside presence, and uh, Paul Pierce is really special, twenty to twenty five points per game, really solid off ball screens. Ray Allen's really great. Rondo's gonna get the whole team. I, I think they're just a better team, even though their big two is better than Boston Celtics big two. I just think team wise, I think the Boston Celtics have it. So yeah, that's my debate, Gus. What do you? What's the tiebreaker here? What are you thinking?
0: I'm not gonna get i'm not I'm not gonna go into what I perceive to be detail um I think what I would provide would be pretty one dimensional um mm-hmm. as far as these two teams uh but I will say I'm gonna have to give it to chris I'm going miami okay
1: i I really just think. That Shaq will make I mean I understand the permanent scoring and I'm big on permanent scoring because the past couple teams I've picked because strictly because of permanent scoring. But right. I think that Shaq is just too much of a dominant force to be ignored.
2: Mm, that's true. He is a very dominant force. You're right. <clears throat> All right. You ready to kick it to the next Elite Eight team? Yeah. Uh, another Shaq team. This is Peak Shaq. Shaq and Kobe, 2001-2002 Los Angeles Lakers against LeBron James's NBA championship team with Anthony Davis, 2019-2020 Lakers. Chris is going to be a this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Literally. Um, ooh, wait a second. We finally get to see LeBron and Kobe in the playoffs?
2: Yes. What?
1: Mm-hmm. Um... Damn. Some people may hate me for this. But I'm going to have to say
2: mm-hmm. LeBron. Yes. Because it's the same thing that I just talked about just now. Yeah. You have. JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, they're not Shaq stoppers, but who's guarding Anthony Davis? Mm-hmm. He's at the four. So, yeah. And Anthony Davis is better than KG, especially at KG's point in time with the Boston Celtics. So, I I, I completely agree with you. He's such a terrible matchup for the problem for this team. Uh, so, yeah, big upset here. But, you know, this is what happens when you get a bad matchup. So, the LeBron yeah. James, Anthony Davis team gets the M- Elite Eight.
1: <clears throat> let me just clarify this real quick because i know people are gonna be like well he just went back on what he was saying believe me shaq mm-hmm. is still dominant in the series he's still gonna get his points it's just the fact of the matter that it's how you look at lebron and kobe then plus they're supporting cats and yes i think that lebron's the greatest player of all time so i put him above kobe sorry mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah i think it's a bad matchup for them too so so we have another interest this is gonna be another debate. We have the nineteen eighty-five-1986 Houston Rockets. Hakeem and uh, Ralph Sampson versus the two thousand seven to 2018 Houston Rockets. James Harden versus Chris, Chris Paul. This is like a terrible matchup for each other. Alright, Chris, what do you think? <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's basically the same thing when I said like the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. I would technically I'm gonna take the Rockets again. I mean
2: Which version? Which which Rockets?
1: The, the seven sectors or less often D'Antoni Rockets. Okay. That's the one I'm going with. It would be the same uh-huh. thing like when I chose the Warriors and the Warriors lost, but I mean I still I would say hey, when did they lose? I think they lost. I don't remember. But yeah, it's the same thing. So yeah, I'm taking perimeter scoring over that, which kind of like seems like redundant. Like I'm going back and forth, but I just believe that just shooting a bunch of threes, especially at the clip that they like, they're going to, like they're not even. This is okay. So you were like, okay, post scoring is definitely going to slow the team. It's definitely going to slow the game down for sure, no matter mm-hmm. what. But these guys are not looking in any kind of way to go anywhere near the basket. The only person who's going near the basket is Clay Capella. Everybody else is standing around the perimeter and launching threes the entire game. Mm-hmm. If you shoot a lot of threes, you're going to make majority of those threes. Mm-hmm. They're going to win. It's not going to be any defense playing for sure. <laughs> I'd take. I'd definitely take the 7-6 or less. It's Rockets rocket team.
2: Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you here. I, I think this is even a worse matchup than the Warriors because, you know, the Warriors are better. Like, the Warriors literally beat this Houston Rockets team when it was with KD. But that's beside the point. This is... Clint Capella is 6'10". He's not guarding Ralph Sampson or Hakeem. And then you're going to have to ask Trevor Reza? 6'8". Six foot nine, lanky to guard Hakeem. If PJ Tucker six foot five, is listening to his podcast. I know, I know you think you're really good at basketball, but you're six foot five. Hakeem will draft fifty on you. I just want you to know, okay? I know you think you can go to scoring post bigs, but you did not guard, you know, superstars, right?
1: So he I just want to put Yana that on for a little bit. And he guarded yeah. Katie.
2: But these guys, oh, I mean, Katie is not Hakeem.
1: Like where right. the way he they play body was, He doesn't
2: have the most. Giannis, bro, yeah, bro, bro, bro. is ridiculous. Yeah, Gus, you're gonna have to break the tiebreaker again. It's the same premise as last time,
0: uh, except you know, yeah. this is making me regret regret all my decisions. Why? Oh wow. Um, <clears throat> because hmm. picking. Because it just put me picking the Rockets last time put me in a bad position. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, well, no, it put me in a bad position because I I don't know the matchups that well. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it's. Just think of it this way: it's
1: basically perimeter scoring versus post scoring. That's all you have to really think about because everybody on the Houston Rockets is shooting threes, except for the center. And then everybody on the, I mean, then the the top two people on the other Houston Rockets team are gonna be well, Hakeem Hakeem was special. He could he kind of could three layer that scoring, but that's just it's really just perimeter scoring versus perimeter scoring
0: majority of the time. Okay, well, let me ask you: who's who's what? Chris Paul, James Harden duo is showing up that night. Is it the dysfunctional one? No, that we saw for (laughs) roughly just over a quarter of the season. I know that I shouldn't be taking that into account given the last one, but it's the only thing that I have in my pocket right now Mm. is knowing that there is a blight of inconsistency within those players.
1: Well Chris, I mean playoff Chris and James are showing up. The ones who went to the Western Conference and lost against the Warriors. They're they're <laughs> okay. they're they're showing up.
2: The team that this the... team beat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Basically this team that fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I what? I think <laughs> okay, okay. Like okay. Like no, I'll no, go no, back to what I said anything. last time about about the one about the one dimensional, one dimensional analysis. I think just for the sake of consistency, sticking to my guns, sticking with the other matchups. Like I, behind the scenes, made a comment about one of the picks that y'all made. Um, I know Chris saw it. Uh, I'm gonna have to go the eighty five, eighty six Rockets.
1: There.
0: There. All right, just for the sake. That's purely for sake sake of consistency, yeah, and uh, since we're moving on to the next uh, we're moving on to the next bracket, correct mm-hmm right now, okay, so yes. just so we're all aware that means that right now, I think Chris is up one right now, on the tiebreakers. So Chris is up one on the tiebreakers, so let's uh, let's move forward.
1: Okay.
2: All right. We have the Brooklyn Nets last season versus the Twin Towers. Tim Duncan versus Dave Robinson. Chris, what do you think?
1: If you don't agree with me <laughs> when I say this, I'm gonna take your mic. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fly down to the, to the Dallas. Take your microphone and take it back to Cleveland. So you can never <sighs> talk basketball. No, I mean, I'm kidding. Brooklyn. No discussion. <laughs>
2: <sighs> yeah, too much offensive fire.
1: Exactly. It's Brooklyn. It's
2: Brooklyn. <laughs> I love post play. I love older basketball. I mean, am a basketball historian, basketball addict, but yeah. No. Yeah, I completely agree. They move on. All right, Chris, you ready, ready for a. To... T-
0: no, I was going to say. I thought I was about to have to get ready to uh, hit Jason with two up, or hit uh, hit Chris with two up on that one. I've, because going back, going back to the last matchup, even though I chose the last matchup purely for sake of consistency, consistency, there I can I couldn't have there, I could not have picked that Spurs team over the Nets team. There's yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh my god. You heard Brooklyn. It's automatically Brooklyn.
2: (laughs) All right. You ready, Chris? Yeah. 2015 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers versus the 2008 2009 Los Angeles Lakers. Pal Gasol, Kobe Bryant, Andrew Bynum, Lamar Odom. You take it, Chris.
1: Cleveland Cavaliers.
2: I'm sorry. Lakers. (laughs) Chris go first. I know. I know.
1: Kyrie LeBron, Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, the Jumper, Tristan Thompson. (laughs) This is down 3-1 LeBron against arguably one of the greatest teams of all time. Arguably. Mm Mm-hmm. Counting them out, down 3-1. He dropped 50 points. Kyrie dropped 50 points. This is... I I see where you're coming from, but that doesn't mean I agree. I will take the Cavs. This is because of just purely off of the fact that this is a team that was dominating. <laughs> then they met their match in the Warriors, went down 3-1, and came back. And LeBron lifted them above this team. So if they can lift them above the Warriors, they can definitely lift them above the 2008-2009 Lakers. It just depends on who, who do you think wins the matchup. I mean, like I said, I think LeBron's the greatest player of all time, so I'm putting him over Kobe. So then who else matches up? You got Kevin Love who's going to – I mean, he could be neutralized, but who's neutralizing Kyrie? Then you have all these shooters, and JR is really streaky. So which JR shows up, you don't know. I would give him the best version of JR, which would probably be the Atlanta Hawks series JR, when he was just hitting threes out of the just falling out of out of bounds, throwing up threes and they falling in. That's what Jr. I would give him. You know, who's 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 what who is matching up with this?
2: Yeah, the Match- more I thought about the more I thought about it, the more I agree with you. Yeah, they're gonna win.
1: Yeah. Cavs yeah. win. Yeah. All right Let's go. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> sir Let's see more more teams who can get to the lead eight All right, yeah. so we got a great matchup here Between the Chicago Bulls 1995-1996 Versus a, This is a real tough matchup, Chris I'm just going to let you know 2012-2013 mm-hmm. Miami Heat Chris Bosch, D-Wade, LeBron James Damn Yep, I know I have to look side to side too. Thinks about this one.
1: Damn. Okay. All right. So this time I'm gonna do this. Michael Jordan. Dwayne Wade. Mike overweight. I would that's how I would see it. That's one matchup. Scottie Pippen, LeBron James. I would give LeBron the edge. I think I who's the power forward for this team, you know?
2: The Chris I I think they played small ball on Chris Bosch was at the five. So oh,
1: I think it might okay. be Shane Battier. Shane Battier.
2: I think it might have been him. Yeah.
1: I feel for their era, the Bulls had a lot, but looking at what the Miami Heat had, I feel like just the the tandem. I mean, the the triple threat of LeBron, Wayne, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Even though Mike over over Dwayne Wade, it'll be a nice matchup to watch. I think that I will give it to the Miami Heat. I'm going to disagree. I mean, like, I feel like they had it defensively. They had Dennis Rodman. They had definitely the defensive identity. They had the dog mentality because they had Scottie Pippen. They had Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is going to lift them above a couple games. But I just, mm, I don't know. I don't, this is a tough one because I don't want to necessarily throw my answers out there. I'm thinking the Miami Heat, but I don't, my first choice, my first really first thought was Michael Jordan. And I just, I'm kind of fighting with this one. Um, hmm. I would definitely put LeBron over Scotty though. Facts. Mike over Wade. Bosh over Robin. Yeah, but Phil Jackson wins the coaching battle. Okay, I've came to my conclusion. Hmm. So it will be the Bulls, right? They would win. And Phil Jackson will be the deciding factor.
2: I think the Bulls win because D-Wade is not the guy who he was before. This is 2012-13, so I don't even know if he's better than what Scottie Pippen was at that point in time. That's how far D-Wade was falling near the end there. So I think even then, it's probably one... Geez, Michael Jordan's so amazing at that point in time. i probably say one LeBron, and then it's like, Right below him, Mike, and then that's Scotty. But my, it's like LeBron ninety nine, Mike ninety eight. Like it's they're so ridiculously close at that point in time because that was peaked, Michael Jordan. So yeah,
1: LeBron was going insane. Miami Heat, LeBron was insane. That's so why I'm like, yes. I want to choose Miami Heat because I feel like he might elevate above. Cause I think another one of my problems,
2: another one of my problems is Chris Potch as the center because. If Shane Beard is the fourth, then who's stopping Scottie Pippen from and Michael Jordan from getting to the rim? That's my
1: yeah. problem. So they have a lot of shooting, though. That like NBA, they have a lot of shooting, and they're going mm-hmm. to be shooting a lot of threes and attacking, and just they're they're they have such a high-powered, you know, fast, high-octane style of play. The um Miami Heat do. I mean, they were up and down the floor for real.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah.
1: They played with such pace. I don't know. I th- I, don't... I, th- I think LeBron athletically might be able to carry the Heat over. I don't know. I still. I'm like I've chosen, but I'm not even completely sure on my choice. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but um... Just, what'd you just say?
1: Just move forward, I guess. As a, as I a, yeah, I'm not even completely sure, so I guess just move for, forward, I guess. I'll take the... I mean, I'm, I said the Bulls, for sure. But okay. But I'm not even completely sure on my choice, though.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, we're going to move forward, then, to the 1971-1972 Los Angeles Lakers. Wilt, Jerry West, Gail Goodrich, Elgin Baylor, versus 2015-2017 OKC, R- Russell Westbrook, and Kitty. Chris, who do you have and why?
1: Lakers. I have the Lakers because of Wilt. Yes, and
2: yeah, that perimeter shooting, yeah, I completely agree. Wilt's going to cause so much problems for us at Westbrook. Yeah. Alright, this is going to be the Elite 8, the best 8 teams of all time based on our bracket. 2017-2018, Golden State Warriors. 2005-2006, Miami Heat the 2019-2020 Los Angeles Lakers the surprise team of them all 1985-86 Houston Rockets the 1971-72 Lakers the 1995-96 Chicago Bulls 2015-2016 Cleveland Cavaliers and the 2020-2021 Brooklyn Nets some super power teams chris all right, the first yeah. matchup to see who's going to get in the final four first is the 2017, 18 Gold State Warriors versus 2005, 2006 Miami Heat. Shaq and D Wade, Chris, who do you have?
1: Shaq is the deciding factor for sure because uh. he's the he's most dominant on the floor, you know. But I mm. still would have to because they have the 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 pairing of. Clay, Curry, and KD. I want to give it to the 2007 2018 Warriors. I think that they overcome.
2: I completely agree. I think it's too much firepower uh, for the way that Shaq and D teams was built.
1: Um, yeah.
2: So, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Move our first Final Four team. All right, you ready to move on to the next matchup? Yep. We got the LeBron, Anthony Davis, Los Angeles Lakers, last year's NBA champion. And the nineteen eighty six five eighty six Houston Rockets, Chris, who do you have?
1: Uh I'm gonna go with my first thought, LeBron and A D. Yeah,
2: I agree. I think since Anthony Davis is so tall and then you have JaVale, McGee, and Dwight Hart, they can actually match up with them reasonably and do that when you get to LeBron, James, and the rest of the team. Yeah, I think I think they would win. Yeah, I think they're a bad matchup for that team. I completely agree. Yeah. Oh, this is a tough one. You ready for the next one to see who's getting the final four? Yeah. 2020-2021 Brooklyn Nets versus 2015-2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. Crisco. Kyrie versus Kyrie. It's like Kyrie Limbo. That's honestly the way Kyrie thinks in his mind. is like, oh, I got two of me. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's crazy.
1: Brooklyn Nets. It's a heartbreaker The Brooklyn Nets because... Okay. we seen the Cavs team, right? Mm-hmm At... Specific significant role players, but they've already faced KD, Curry, and Clay, and couldn't overcome. that swept. Mm-hmm. Now you add Kyrie and James Harden to a KD team. Brooklyn takes it. They just, Cleveland doesn't have enough. So I I would give it to Brooklyn. Well, Are we gonna fight it? Oh, We're gonna fight, aren't we? Yeah. I understand down three one. I understand that LeBron elevated, but I just think Brooklyn has too much. They have way too much, way too much.
2: Tell me when it's my turn.
1: <laughs> it's another. It's, it's Brooklyn and four. I'm sorry. I, I love LeBron. LeBron's the goat in my eyes. Chill out, Brooklyn.
2: <laughs> huh? You say chill out. <laughs>
1: Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and Ford. what did it say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Here we go. I am listening, Jay. Well, Kyrie, Are you using Kyrie, your fandom?
2: no, I'm not using my okay. fandom. I am using my actual brain. I think that I have uh, yeah. Kyrie versus Kyrie cancel each other out. Yes, James Harden plus KD is an extreme offensive hurdle to jump. But all of them working together do have to find a way to work together. You know what I mean? This is their first season together. They had to have trouble finding chemistry. Uh, James Harden and Kyrie Irving do have some negation from each other because they both are scoring guards. That's why James Harden takes on the role. Of, like, I'm going to have, like, 11 assists a game and score, like, 22. Um, The problem here and why I think there's a problem is... The Warriors were built to beat LeBron with Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, right, Kevin Durant. What they threw at LeBron was wings that could guard him, right? It was wings and multiple bodies, right? Because if you ask one person to guard LeBron James all game, that's too much of a defensive assignment. It takes too much from them offensively to guard him all game. Who's going to be guarding LeBron all game? Kevin Durant, that's going to yeah. take away from his offensive game. And the another thing the Nets have is a problem at the center position, right? It's they don't like playing DeAndre Ayton at center. They like playing Blake Griffin at center. Six, not nobody stopping LeBron James at the rim here, unless you put DeAndre Jordan and um, that really thin guy. nas name's Claxton. He was a rookie last year. Um... It's just in their small ball, the Cleveland Cavaliers play, you know, good defense, team offense. Kevin Love, J.R. Smith allows the spacing for LeBron James to dominate. I think since LeBron James is such a gifted interior force that only somebody with a with a LeBron James on his team or somebody physically gifted is going to be able to push the negative abilities that this team has, the negative Consequences of the way they're built because they're all slim. So I'm taking the Cleveland Cavaliers to pull off the greatest upset again and beat the Brooklyn Nets.
1: Gus, wait a second. Uh huh. You give really compelling arguments.
0: (laughs) It's too late to go back now, Chris.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's
0: too late to go back now. All right, go ahead. Guys. Okay, busy. so the big the hardest. <clears throat> I will so I'm going to say my piece and then I'm going to explain the reason why, okay? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that Jason personally I think you're underestimating the firepower consistently on the Nets team that has to consistently be guarded. I think that maybe you're downplaying the size of Kevin Durant a little bit, his ability as well, his ability to play defense. But, but this is the 3-1 Cavs. Yeah. This is the LeBron dropping 50 points a game Cavs. This is the LeBron... (laughs) arguably some of the best defense he's played in a final four games of a series ever, LeBron James. And it's the defensive factor that makes me go to the Warriors on that. That is the, because of LeBron James. You said the Warriors. You said the Warriors. Oh.
2: What? What did you mean to say? You said the Warriors on accident.
0: Oh, did I say the Warriors? Yeah, I meant the Cavaliers. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, that's solely because not because of the defensive performance that LeBron his offensive performance was outstanding the entire seven games. But not because of the performance he put on in the first 3 games or first 4 games. It was really the last stretch, the defense he played, how he brought that team up. Um, that I I personally believe is a more talented, is a more well-rounded team than the AD team. So that's that's where I'm going with that.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. The Cleveland Cavaliers
2: pull the two greatest subsets in NBA Finals history. I'm
1: done. I
2: feel like everybody from Cleveland can rest peacefully. You know, sleep good tonight. I think we have a target demographic now. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) All right, Chris, you ready to get back on track? Yeah. The 1995-96 Bulls get to face a really good team to see who's going to get to the Final Four. L.A. Lakers. Wilt, Jerry West, Gil Goodrich, the whole squad, Elgin Baylor. What do you think? Damn. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough.
1: I'm going to go with the Lakers. I had a feeling. This wasn't easy. I said it kind of fast, but it, I kind of molded around in my head for like a little bit. Cause I, but I think the... I'm going to say the Lakers, though. Like, I, I think, yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan just leaves the balance ahead of everybody. That's the only problem. But then you have Wilt. And I'm coming to the door. I, I
2: agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. S- right. Scottie Pippen and MJ's threat is attacking the rim. Right. Dennis Rodman, hey, I want to destroy everybody on the glass. That's get A lot of the strengths of the Chicago Bulls teams get negated here. And then I think we're starting to walk into the grounds where they're not so overpowered, where the point of we have no shooters on the floor starts to become a problem. Mm-hmm. Because it's MJ and it's help defense, right? The defense is structured. People can help off people and not fully commit to a double team. Um, that's the rules that changed around 2000, 2001. Chris and I definitely both watched the same YouTube video about that. That was a good, yeah. good YouTube video. But, um, so due to that, Scotty Pippen can't shoot. Michael Jordan's, uh, okay shooter. Ron Harper can't shoot. Dear God, Dennis Rodman can't shoot. Tony Ku Co- I mean, Tua Coot could shoot, but Luke Longley, their center. So I think their shooting problem is going to cause a problem because when the interior is taken away and... What else can you do other than MJ? MJ probably is dropping 40, right? In the mid-range. Yeah, he is. But I don't think anybody else is scoring more than 15 points for the Bulls in any game. And because Jerry West, Gail Goodrich are such good perimeter scorers, I I think that I agree with you. This team is built extremely well to beat this team. So I'm going to agree with you. They're taking the upset. They're reaching the Final Four. Cinderella team.
1: Yep.
2: Wow. We're getting to the final four, everybody. This is really getting this is really getting close. We have a juggernaut two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen Golden State Warriors facing off against the two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty Los Angeles Lakers, A D LeBron James. Chris.
1: Versus who? The Warriors? The goal- the- with yes, Kevin Durant? A- yeah. Warriors, AD is definitely the decision, the, the deciding factor because they're playing small. Yes, but I think Katie negates that.
2: I, I sadly agree. I think it's too much offensive firepower, and what I just talked about the Warriors defensively—they throw so many bodies at LeBron, so. Yeah, I think I think it's the Warriors. The Warriors get to the NBA championship of all teams, all time. Yeah. Nobody surprised because
1: <laughs> the Warriors are just like that team. They're like they're they're definitely like that team is a LeBron stopper. Period.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. All right. So we're gonna talk about. Here is the 2015-2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. Versus the nineteen seventy one seventy two LA Lakers, who's getting to the NBA final and B finals of all teams ever.
1: Lakers. Whoa!
2: I disagree. Wow. I disagree. I I think that the perimeter scoring that we've been talking about, the Lakers getting lucky with advantages on against the uh, modern team gets negated. So um, I think after that, I think I know where you're going with LeBron and Will Chamberlain inside. Um, so uh, yeah. So after that, I think that I think that uh, Kyrie becomes more of a factor. And they need LeBron. And yeah. So what do you think, Chris?
1: Gus, what do you, can you break it? Th- oh, you want me to go? Yeah. So when the Lakers and the Cavaliers match up, like, I don't think anybody's getting past Wilt. And then mm-hmm. like you're expecting, and then what you're expecting Kyrie to do, I don't think he's capable of. You're expecting to put on a cape and be like, hey, yeah. I'm Superman now. I'm going to take us to where we need to go you have to understand that he's a really great finesse? You know, with the ball, very skilled ball handler, very skilled. You know, attack. Um, you know, rim basket attacker. However, you want driver to driver of the basket. But um, he has to try to throw these layups up, fancy layups against Wilt. Mm-hmm. I think that he like Wilt negates half that team, mm-hmm. and he turns to him. To, he turns them into a perimeter team, which they are. Mm-hmm. But. I think that it just they just won't be able to to match up well against that team. Yeah, I can see that. Because so LeBron has to be, he's you know he has to drive toward the basket, and I think that he wouldn't be able to do anything with Wilt, and half the team would be stopped by Wilt. So mm-hmm. well, all, the whole entire team would be stopped by Wilt. You know what I mean? Like because they they would literally just have to shoot threes the entire game.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, Gus. Can you? Break the tie. Who's going in the NBA finals?
0: <clears throat> Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving are not LeBron James, so I'm going with the Lakers. Yeah. Wowzy. Alright. So we And have... because there's only one well there's another reason, but I'll let y'all get I'll let y'all get there.
2: The Golden State Wars versus the nineteen seventy one seventy two Los Angeles Lakers, Chris, who we have him winning it all.
1: The Golden State Warriors. <sighs> yeah,
2: it's just it's a team built so much on the perimeter that it negates Wilt, and and when you get to the perimeter scoring ap- aspect of this team, it's it doesn't have a chance here, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you here. I I think that the Warriors are a ridiculous team. It takes a special post team to negate them. Um, you know what? I think I'm rescinding my.
1: Can I? You want to argue? You want to argue it? Because I got an argument. If you want to argue.
2: The more sitting with me, I think AD and LeBron could take them down.
1: You can take who down? This team. The 1972.
2: No, I'm talking about the Warriors. The oh. team we have winning the NBA championship, who we had them beating in the Final Four.
1: AD and LeBron against... I- I I think that
2: they've sacrificed a lot of bench talent. And yes, they do have bodies that they can throw at LeBron. But somebody has to guard the center. So that means Kevin Durant has to guard Anthony Davis. This team plays so big that I think it's going to cause a real problem for them. Because AD can guard KD. right? AD AD and Giannis are one of the two rare people in the planet human earth planet earth that can guard Kevin Durant, right? But Anthony Davis is gonna destroy KD. Um so I think because of that and LeBron James is still gonna destroy the paint. Um even though they can throw Iggy at him, it's like only Iggy. Right? I mean it's Iggy and Dre and KD and there's like nobody else. It's like Zaza. They had assigned a bunch of veteran minimum guys.
0: I mean I just yeah.
2: I think that the the Lakers have too much um, good pieces around them too. Good shooting, you know, good three and D guys. Deep roster, deep list of guys. I think they can pull it off. I think they're interior dominance while also having perimeter shooting. I'm I'm going to resend my application and argue the final four. I'm going to have Gus choose.
1: So with that. I'm going to say this. Golden State Warriors versus that Lakers team, right? Uh-huh. Like I said, this team is built to stop LeBron. Uh-huh. Right. So you throw all these bodies at LeBron. You're right. Uh-huh. Anthony Davis is the decision maker. I mean, is, is the deciding factor. But Anthony Davis versus Clay and Steph, Clay and Steph, I take that matchup. Uh-huh. Because, like I said, these aren't players. Like, yeah, Steph can get inside, and he's he's known for scoring around big men. He's north of that. But he's not looking to get inside. He's going to beat you, run around the court, I mean, run around the entire court, and beat you from long range. Clay is not driving to the basket. He's shooting consistently threes. Not saying that Anthony Davis couldn't lead, but just mm-hmm. with those two on the court, and that's who he's going against once LeBron is stopped. These are air quotes. Once he's stopped, in air quotes, it's too much for Anthony Davis to overcome.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with you after you said it. No. No. I no longer rescind my application.
1: No. So, greatest team of all time?
2: Golden State Warriors.
1: Golden State Warriors, 2016, I mean 2007,
2: 2018. Golden State Warriors. And, and the 1971-72 the, 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 Lakers would be a team that would fit so well in the modern era and definitely slept on all time. That's definitely something everybody has learned from this.
1: Runner-up, yep.